XFL Week 3. Twenty-five years into the future. I've always dreamed of seeing the future, looking beyond my ears, seeing the progress of mankind. Why not? I'll also be able to see who wins the next 25 World Series. Uh, Doc. Huh? Uh, look me up when you get there. Indeed, I will. Roll them. I, Dr. Emmett Brown... I'm about to embark on an historic journey. What am I thinking of? I almost forgot to bring extra plutonium. How did I ever expect to get back? One pellet, one trip. I must be out of my mind. What is it, Arnie? Oh, my God.
That's right, everybody. Never take the blame for your own fucking actions. Always blame the fucking Libyans. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday. It is, what, the 26th? Sweet Jesus, we're almost done with February already. It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Yeah, nothing much I could say about week three. It was just a complete shit show. Um, there was a couple things that I probably should have saw. Um, namely, I can't figure out for the life of me why I did not have St. Louis defense and special teams. Involved for uh, DK. Um, DC getting absolutely destroyed by LA. Didn't see that one coming. Not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> that's that's pretty much the one that I think that was really the killer. Um, outside of uh, choosing to fade uh, PJ Walker the quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks, and it's uh, coming down to, yeah, kind of like uh, no matter what his price is, maybe maybe we need to have at least one lineup in there, whether or not I have it written up or not. Um, certainly Landry Jones didn't do terrible. I mean, he scored 20 points and allowed you to fit in a couple of the running backs for the Saturday-only slate, but uh, wow. 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 We're going to go through this and then uh, completely wash our hands of it. Um, I will say that I'm kind of tinkering with the idea of running target shares um, for the wide receivers. I just don't know if I want to do it just based on the fact of, I don't know if I've got, I've got the right space for it on the spreadsheet itself. So, um, kind of pay attention to the targets and stuff like that. I'd kind of like to get in there and kind of go, you know, um, here's your target share. Here's your target share for the wide receivers versus running backs versus tight ends. Um, but, I mean, in the end, really, we should be able to see that within the numbers on the right-hand side. Um or actually on the left-hand side with the uh, players, with their numbers and stuff like that, you know, who's really getting the job done. That's kind of the, that's kind of been the key. Um, we're trying to break this down. It's a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. Um, just from the plain, simple standpoint that you think you have it down and then all of a sudden, you know, it just kind of blows up in your face, so... We're back, though, for week four. Um, you know, for another four-game slate. And uh, pretty much it's, it's uh, let's just not overthink it. Let's not overthink it. But let's get back into uh, last week. And uh, why don't we start with that Houston Roughnecks game versus the Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, Vipers, you know, uh Looked pretty decent, even without Aaron Murray in there. They had Taylor Cornelius and Quentin Flowers splitting. Uh, Cornelius really having um, the majority of uh, control at quarterback. So he was actually really pretty kind of. Uh, he was a decent play because he, you know, I didn't know I didn't know Cornelius could actually run. So um, 
You know, he had six attempts for 33 yards. He had a touchdown. So did Quentin Flowers. Didn't realize Quentin Flowers was actually listed as a running back on FanDuel for that two-game slate. Um, I did check it this week, and he's back at quarterback. So it, there, he's flip-flopping on the site. So we need to kind of pay attention to that uh, for sure. Um, FanDuel needs to do a better job of just fucking putting him in a spot and just leaving him. Um, if he's listed as a quarterback with the team, then put him at fucking quarterback. He's not a fucking running back then. Just completely take him off the table because somebody had Cornelius and then they had uh, Quentin Flowers, so they got all the points for the quarterback uh, position on that because of a technicality, and that's to me that's kind of bullshit. I mean, they, granted they played the game they they played the game their way. It hit. It was fine. But come on, get the fuck out of here. Uh, P.J. Walker was definitely the guy to own this weekend, 306 yards passing, three touchdowns again to fucking Cam Phillips. So we're going to need to figure out what's going on here, uh, whether or not that's viable again for the next week. Um, they are playing the Guardians uh, this week, and Guardians are you know, kind of mid-level for rushing. Um, but we're going to have to really see what kind of offenses they've been playing because this offense is going to run itself a little bit different than um, uh, uh, oh no what am I talking about LA's playing the fucking Guardians Jesus Christ wake the fuck up D-Roy um, Houston plays on the on the Sunday slate they're going against uh, da, 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 yeah Dallas duh. so it's going to be another good passing passing opportunity for actually for PJ Walker with Cam Phillips so um not much else outside of there. Butler was getting involved on the ground, but he still he only rushed seven times, but he was rushing for a 10.3-yard clip. Uh, no touchdowns there. Um, had a couple of catches, nothing really major. Everything outside of Cam Phillips, who was 8 for 194. I mean, he just, I mean, he just dominated. Just completely dominated. Lewis Lewis was the only guy that came close in targets. Cam Phillips had 10. Lewis had 9 um, with six receptions for 41 yards. So he was taking kind of the uh, across the middle feed. So it is what it is. Uh, Tampa Bay Vipers. They got the job done on the ground. I mean, they ran for 100 or so yards. Uh, 49 yards for Smith. Quarterbacks were 33 and 29, and then Patrick kind of came back down to earth. Uh, 10 rushes for 18 yards, so nothing really big there. Uh, Jacob Tolliver was the guy that was getting targeted in this game. Um, he had 13 targets, eight receptions for 104 yards. That I did not see coming. Um, that was kind of odd because it just kind of came out of nowhere. Every, everything else was going to Dan Williams, who actually, you know, he got the job done because he had the touchdown. Um, but uh, outside of that, there wasn't really anything major. Um, Reese Horn failed. 
I mean, he had six targets, five receptions for 34 yards, didn't get the touchdown. So kind of what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, let's just move on to Dallas. Uh, Playing Seattle. Had Landry Jones written up. Had Brandon Silvers written up. God damn it, he looked really good in the first half, and that's Brandon Silvers. Um kind of offered up a punt option in there and and then the second half it's just like the offense just died like nobody was on there so i i don't know what to tell you on that one um austin Prohl came through uh six receptions on seven targets 81 yards and a touchdown uh keenan reynolds not so much four receptions on seven targets for 37 yards kenneth farrell was actually the beneficiary um, of a touchdown pass, uh, three receptions on three targets for 25 yards. So he was getting involved more than uh, most of the running backs. Trey Williams still involved. It's just a running back group that I just don't really want to fuck around with because, I mean, if you go from Gardner, Williams, um, and Farrell, it's 37 yards, 33 yards, 14 yards, eight Eight attempts, eight attempts, six attempts. So they're they're for the most part they're just spreading the ball. They're just spreading the ball around to their running backs. There's not one guy. I mean, if you think you can pick that out, um, have at her. Go get it. Um, Dallas side, you had Artis Payne and and Lance Dunbar getting the job done again this week. Both of them involved in the rushing game. Although Artis Payne is Clearly been better on the ground, uh, 13 attempts for 80 yards, so about a 6.2 clip. Uh, no touchdowns on the ground, though. Uh, but uh, then you look in the passing game, and Dunbar was targeted 11 times, had nine receptions for 56 yards. That's where he he made it all back kind of on DK with the, one point, the full one-point reception. Uh, Artis Payne was actually right behind him, though, with uh, – uh, six receptions on six targets for 30 yards. So, And then he had uh, Big Donald Parham tied in again. It came through huge. That's I mean, it's just he's he's Landry Jones's guy. It's just clear cut. I mean, they wanted to just do this short passing game. Uh, Flynn Nagel had the touchdown, but he didn't do much else. You know, five receptions, 39 yards. Um. And then Parham was five receptions on seven targets, 101 yards and two touchdowns. Dude is just balling out. Dude is just a monster. We'll just forget about Sean Price when we deal with uh, Dallas Renegade tight ends. Until further notice, uh, Jeff Bidette. Not going to worry about him or Jazz Ferguson, any of those guys. Fuck it. Let's just move on. Uh, New York Guardians at St. Louis Battlehawks. Battlehawks dominated. I did not. I do not know why I did not have the Battlehawks defense involved. That's my fault. Uh, we had Jordan Tiamu listed. Didn't do anything. Um, did say Matt Jones if he was playing, play him. Uh, 15, 15 rushing attempts for 95 yards, a 6.3 clip. Uh, had a nice 47-yarder uh, uh, pretty much to open the game. And a touchdown. 
Christian Michael was involved too. Uh, 13 rushes for 44 yards, had a 14 yard, the 14 yard long, uh, which was his touchdown that he had. Um, so yeah, the running backs pretty much got it done. There wasn't much to go with the receiving game. Uh, they just got up early. They had the special teams touchdown, which originally they called that they said that they were down at like the two, one or two yard line and then reviewed it. It gave him the touchdown. I was really, really sitting there hoping, like, please, for the love of God, don't give him the touchdown. Give Tiamu an, an opportunity. Nope, didn't happen. Uh, when you look at the receiving, it was really spread out. But, I mean, we're looking at really low target shares, regardless because they got up so much. Uh, Russell had three targets. Riley had three targets. Uh, Pearson L, three. Uh, Tillery, the running back, got involved. He had one. Uh, Marcus Lucas had five, only had two receptions, uh, but he was the only tight end involved. So still you can kind of look at that as a cheap option. Uh, going to the New York side, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Having Matt McGloin still in there. Uh, it was nice to see Williams get in. And then even Luis Perez finally getting a shot to show what he can do. I think Luis Perez is actually the best quarterback on that team. I don't know why. He's not in there. Um, he was pretty decent. He was decent in the AAF, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see if they're going to give Perez a shot or if they're just going to or if they're going to have uh, Marquise Williams uh, start because we do have Matt McGloin. He did not practice yesterday. A thorax injury. I don't know. It sounds like a... Let's not get into that. Um, So, uh, yeah, we had three quarterbacks involved. Uh, Rushing was, eh, it was okay. But, I mean, they were pretty much much out of it. Uh, Receiving-wise, the guy that was getting targeted the most was Austin Duke. Uh, That's the slot. That's the guy who caught the touchdown from... Uh, Luis Perez. So let's just kind of keep our eye on that. If we have Perez, if we do indeed have Perez come in there, um, I think Williams threw to him a couple times too. Pardon me. Um, but other than that, it was pretty spread out. Nothing really to write home about. This offense as a whole is just is just a shit show for right now. Um, until they can maybe do something different. Last game we got is the debacle in L.A where the defenders got trounced by the L.A. Wildcats, uh, 39 to 9. <laughs> holy fuck. Uh, Cardell Jones, holy fuck. Wow, four interceptions. Dude had 103 yards. I said he was the safest guy on the fucking board. The motherfucker throws four interceptions. Get the fuck out of here. And it's funny, too, because if you go through the, ga- if you go through the game log and you can, you know... Uh, if anybody actually watch it, you know, takes a look at what the drive summaries are. Like, the first two interceptions that he had were on passes to Eli Rogers. So he was going to Eli Rogers. It was what I was saying. But, uh, yeah, just complete shit show. There's not much you can take out of this as far as um, from the receiving standpoint. Kari Lee led with, you know, three receptions for 38 yards. Um 
Tompkins, one reception, 18 yards. Uh, uh, Rashad Ross, one reception, 17. Uh, Eli Rogers, three receptions, 15 yards. Top two target guys were Ross and Rogers. Um, good God. But uh, they did get the rushing. They, they got all the rushing. Uh, we know we can run against the L.A. Wildcats. So um, that came through. Uh, Brissett, don't buy into it because they were getting stopped. That's why Brissett was on the field. Um, eight attempts, 75 yards with a touchdown. Uh, long of 38. So just it's still Pumphrey. It's still Presley. Uh, they just got the guys kind of involved on that back end. So, what the fuck? Hold on, I'm doing a work. I'm doing a work route rebound, and then you know, get on the LA side. Hey, I, I'm gonna hand it to Josh Johnson. Okay, I didn't see this coming, but uh, 278 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he was running too, yeah, not too much. Three three rushes for six yards. So, um. We're pretty good. We're pretty good there, uh, quarterback. Um, he's fine. He's fine. He's got his legs on her. That's all we know. So, uh, rushing still. I mean, Carter. Yeah, he had eleven. He, Carter had two touchdowns. I want to take a look at here. I got to go to L.A. for week four. Go to the top. Um. So Martez Carter. Who is currently did not practice ankle injury, so he's questionable. So Carter was the guy at running back. Eleven, he had two touchdowns, eleven rushes for thirty-four yards. He got two TDs. Um, I'm gonna have to go back through the other games because Elijah Hood did not register a carry. Um, which is really weird because then Larry Rose is generally his backup and he got nothing. So, or, you know, next to nothing. But, um, and I mean, they had Dewan Harris in there, but it was only, you know, Rose and Harris only got five carries. So I got to take a look at the Spartes Carter thing just in case if he plays. Because Elijah Hood was the one getting most of the reps as the starter, and now all of a sudden it switched over to Carter. I gotta find out what's going on there. But uh, Nelson Spruce is hurt too. I wonder if that's what had having to do with why he wasn't getting super targeted. I didn't watch this game. I was at work, um, so I'm probably gonna actually gonna go back because I think I can get this on the Fox Sports app. Uh, but Nelson Spruce, four targets, three receptions for 75 yards. He was killing them. He had to have gotten hurt. That's the only reason I could see Trey McBride all of a sudden stepping in and, and doing what he did. Uh, five receptions on six targets for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then you did have Carter, the running back. He was involved in the passing game, two, three receptions for 41 yards and another touchdown. So, um, yeah, it's going to be curious. I'm going to have to really kind of get through the L.A. side of here. Um, and figure out where these targets are going to go. I got a couple other podcasts that I like to listen to. Like I said, if you if you 
if you choose to do another uh, XFL podcast, if it is just you, uh, XFL Chalk Talk is definitely the best one. Um, they're on Apple Podcasts. Um, and then uh, XFL News Hub puts out one, too. You, you, like I said, you're going to have to really like the XFL if you like him, uh, if you want to listen to that one. Um, his voice is, the gentleman's voice is kind of annoying. It's very, very good podcast. Like, it's very infor- uh, informational. Um, but uh, as far as sitting there and listening, you're, you're going to really have to want to like this stuff to uh, probably listen to that one. But the XFL Chalk Talk one is really good. I like the little round table that they have. So um, this week we're going to have L.A. at New York. Um, yeah, pretty much. I, that's why we have to figure out what's going on with the running backs because we got another good matchup for their running backs here. Um, definitely looking at Wildcats defense. Uh, pretty much anybody that's going against New York. New York on the other side actually has a pretty good matchup. Um, you know, quarterback maybe it's not so great, although uh, I'd, be, I'd be kind of tempted if Luis Perez was starting. Um, but running backs have a good matchup. Tight ends have a good matchup for New York. That's pretty good. Uh, Seattle at St. Louis. No, we do not have any lines yet. They have not been putting them out until Friday, which really blows ass. But uh, Seattle at St. Louis. Uh, probably get a side with St. Louis in here being at home. Um, not really that terrific of matchups again. Uh you know, fifth, St. Louis being fifth against uh, wide receivers, that's kind of interesting. There's going to be somebody in there I'm going to pick out probably. Uh, tight ends, they haven't really been going to their tight ends, so it's uh, a good matchup, though, six. So we'll have to see. Might be siding with St. Louis Battlehawks, but I don't really want to chase again. Uh, as far as uh, Tiamu, Against Seattle, the quarterbacks generally haven't been that great. Uh, Landry did get it done uh, last week, but uh, not really somewhere I want to go. Running back is probably where I'd like to look in there. Uh, Marcus Lucas at tight end has another great matchup. Whether or not he can get it done, that's kind of the whole thing. But uh, uh, Sunday games, Houston at Dallas. These should be the more interesting games, the shootout games. Uh PJ Walker, I guess, until we can we can really get in there. Um has a really good matchup. Not really looking at the running backs too much. They do Dallas is about doing a pretty decent job uh with that, but wide receiver, I mean I don't know. Cam Phillips gets such a high gets such a high fucking target total, it's gonna be hard not to use him and Phillips again. And at, like I said, in at least one lineup um, maybe running that. Sammy Coates is dead to me. Don't bother with that. He's not getting targeted at all. Nick Holly is kind of interesting. Uh, they've been kind of mixing him in at running back. Um, but Khalil Lewis is definitely the second uh, banana to Camp Phillips. Uh, so he's kind of more of your pivot option. Uh, as far as Dallas, Landry Jones does have really good matchup. Um, yeah, it's the best matchup on the board. Uh, Houston's defense gives up a ton of passing yards, um, and they're allowing 
um, as far as points to the quarterback position. Uh, best in the league at 27.727 on FanDuel, 28.06 on DK. Uh, running backs, nothing. Um, Dallas made a move with their, it's not, it's not a huge move. Um, they brought in wide receiver Amani Edwards and they waived Gerard Hurd. Um, I missed another one somewhere else too. Um, they also... Eric Dungy left the team. They brought back Brogan uh, Roback again as a backup quarterback. This is nothing really fantasy major. Uh, just something that uh, I want to throw out there. Let's see here. All right. So last game will be on actually ESPN2 this week. Uh, DC at Tampa Bay. Um, haven't really wanted to attack uh, the Vipers' defense with quarterbacks. And what you're going to see now is that they're still number one in yard passing yards allowed at 193. Um, but because of last week just getting, you know, just hammered, because of P.J. Walker, we'll call this the P.J. Walker effect. They're now the second worst uh, team in the league as far as allowing points to the quarterback position at 21.587 on FanDuel and 22.587 on DK. So I think a lot of people are going to go back to are, are going to go back to Cardell Jones. Um, I would probably say. Uh, I'm going to halt or sit back a little bit on that one um, because you'll also notice that it happened with the wide receivers. So as far as like the, you know, Houston, you know, P.J. Walker and Cam Phillips working together, uh, that's how they're kind of correlating in there. Uh, Tampa Bay is still eighth. Or the or the best team to attack with the defense. Um, that's mostly because you know the first two weeks they were really bad. Last week Houston didn't do much of anything as points against. You'll see that in the charts. Um, get into those charts, you'll kind of dig in a little bit more into it. And you can kind of see the trending in there. And there's something else I want to bring up about that too. Uh, but moving on to the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, we don't know what's going on with quarterback again. Um, but we can take a look at the running backs in both Smith and Patrick. I like Smith more than Patrick. Um, Tampa Bay has not been allowing a lot of rushing yards, but they've been giving up touchdowns on the ground. This is going to be huge if Murray starts. If Murray starts... I don't think you worry about it. You just start like Devion Smith or, you know, if you want to get super sneaky, Jacques, Jacques Patrick. Uh, but if Cornelius and Flowers are in there, does that mean that they might snipe a touchdown or two from the running backs? I don't know. But as far as wide receivers are concerned, I'm not really 
I, I don't know. I don't really focus on anything. It might take another shot out of that SJ Green again. Um, don't know what happened there, but it's a nice salary saver. Um, Reese Horn again. Um, I have to see if Nick Truesdale is playing. If Nick Truesdale is playing, um, his price kind of went down on DK on FanDuel. It's that he's still, you know, the third highest priced. Uh, tight end over there at $13, so, but, uh, yeah, we'll get into this, we'll, uh, I'm gonna keep digging in here, I'm gonna go back, I think, and, and start running those target shares in there, um, I'll probably just run it on, like, a separate notebook sheet or something like that, maybe over here on the right, eh, you know what, I could probably do it over here on the right-hand side where there's nothing else, so, we'll see, um, I just kind of don't want to do it and then confuse the shit out of everybody. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for XFL until Friday when I put the, you know, definitive, the definitive week for XFL podcast. But uh, it's a double dipper day. I'm going to get into NFL. Uh, next podcast is AFC, NFC South. I'm sure Steve Renner will give me a ton of shit about that. So I'll see you on that podcast. Hopefully, if not, I'll see you on Friday.